Hello and welcome to Local Matters. I'm your host, Buddy Pearson, and on this podcast, education matters. Well, my guest this week is a former high school educator, coach, and now he's the director of schools for Warren County, Grant Swallows. Welcome to Local Matters. Thanks, buddy. Glad to be here. Glad uh, to be with you again. We've just visited a few minutes about how our history has intersected <laughs> along the way, and it's good to be back uh, in the studio with you today. And, you know, the gray hair, man, it's making me feel old. I'm just telling you it is. Yeah. I've known the show, man, for 24 years, back when you were a freshman at Tennessee Tech. Yeah. And a lot has happened in those 24 that's years. A, that's correct. I uh, I was at an elementary school last week, and uh, I think, you know, generally in education, everybody always thinks you're older than you are. Yeah. The gray hair isn't helping yeah. either because one of the kids <laughs> And that's for like, being a director of schools. Yeah, well, and one of the kids was like, are you? Mr. So-and-so's dad and like I mean literally he's at least 10 years older than me so not was it you know are you his brother yeah. are you his, his dad? dad I mean I was like man that's really rough but you know that's the way it goes well when you don't have a hair you don't have to worry about it being gray there you so go that works right. out too that's right director of schools for Warren County uh you know we've had director of schools for Putnam County Corby King on so we kind of have an idea but how many schools are in Warren County so we have 12 uh one of those is an alternative school one of those is a virtual school so 10 traditional uh, what you would think is a traditional school but we added a virtual school uh 2 years ago and then uh, we've always had an alternative school that has a school number a lot like White Plains here in Putnam County yeah uh but uh we have 12 and uh just about 6200 students and so it's a a good mixture of in Warren County uh we have three elementary schools what would be inside the city mm-hmm. and then uh, we have five outside in the county, uh, and so it's a good mixture, a good good layout of schools in Warren County. Now, how long have you been the director of schools? This is the beginning of my fourth year, which is crazy. Oh, wow. uh, I took over May the 20th, 2020, uh, which shows you a little well, bit about my intelligence, about <laughs> my intelligence level right yeah. there. But, uh, the yeah, so it was right yeah. in the middle of COVID. Uh, it really was an interesting time because – my first day in the office, the the staff really wasn't even back yeah. uh, working in person, so uh, it was it was quite a challenge to take over. But I will say, it really made us. Um, you know, I was not from there. I came from White County into Warren County, right? So it made us have to work together and trust each other a lot quicker uh, because of the urgency. I mean, we were needing to get back to school. Uh, and so uh, it was interesting timing, but uh, I would not tell anybody to – I would not recommend it to anybody, but it was an interesting <laughs> experience nonetheless. So in the last three years, three-plus years, what have you seen? Uh, how have things changed? And and you feel obviously probably a lot more comfortable in your role now. Yeah. You know, I think, again, I was a high school principal prior to that, so mm-hmm. going into a different role is always different. Um, but uh, – it's changed dramatically even in the time just because of what we just talked about. I yeah. mean, we were coming out of COVID. Uh, well, really, we weren't even coming out of COVID, it was I still guess. In the, it was yeah. still in full effect. Right. Uh, and so I, I think that's one of been the most interesting thing for me is, you know, starting year four, but still dealing with things that I guess we really have never even dealt with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then thankfully leaving some things behind. Uh, I think back to that first year and, you know, weekly doing a press conference on, you know, are we open? Are we virtual? COVID numbers, uh, COVID numbers yeah. all that kind of stuff. The dashboard. Uh, that's right. And kind of makes you want to, you know, go into a full body shiver to even talk <laughs> about it. 
But, you know, obviously we don't deal with those things anymore, but but getting back to the what quote-unquote normalcy mm-hmm. of, of a school system makes life a little bit interesting. And we're still seeing quite a few effects from that uh, that we could talk all day about. But, uh, you know, I think for me, moving into a situation to where you're four – more in a situation where I've hired a lot of the people that work in the central office and then even in the schools, still some principals that were there before me. And so uh, that's always a challenge, too. They're adjusting to a new leader, new boss, a new style. Right. Uh, I'm adjusting to them. And uh, so it's it's always interesting to see that. I would have said even as a high school principal, I was a high school principal for nine years, I inherited an administrative team. Uh, and then after five years, that administrative team had turned over, and it's always just different when sure. you when you've been the one that selected that team. Uh, it's it's always different. So that's the thing that we're hopefully kind of just hitting our stride a little bit in year four, and uh, been a lot of things that have been uh, on the forefront. You know, lots of uh, extra funding has been made made available in four years. We've mm-hmm. done a lot of building with that. Uh, we're wrapping up our. Uh, we're not wrapping up, but we're mid, midway through our fourth building project in four years. Oh, wow. Uh, and so that's a lot of work. Uh, I think it's been a wise investment with our federal money to be able to do that. Yeah. Because Warren County is growing to an extent. Uh, and so really, really happy about that. But um, again, I would say it would be nice to not have a construction project on you every <laughs> six months to a year either. And get those calls and emails. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so again, it's, it's, it's a learning process. Uh, I really feel like my job is the same as it was when I was playing quarterback back around you in those days yeah. is that I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I try to put myself around smart people, give them the ball, and let them do the work. That's what I tried to do as a quarterback. I wasn't the most athletic, but I tried to get the ball to those that that's knew right. what to do with it and yeah. just sat back and let them work. And so that's really what I try to do and try to be a, 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 a good boss and um, somebody that leads the work and uh, hopefully – that's correlated into doing some good things in Warren County. Have you been able to achieve some of the things that, that you wanted to when you first came in in 2020? Like you set some goals and you looked at some things that you wanted to do. And, and you talk about, you know, uh, obviously there's going to be some turnover in the central office and maybe some of the principals. And you you have a feel for, you know, who can do certain things. But you look back now, um, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, being the, the head coach and getting your team to to buy into your game plan. Yeah. You know, is your game plan coming around the way you want it to? Well, I think so. Um, I think there's some uh, – I think that plan changes just like it does in athletics as you go. Uh, I think uh, af- after I finished year one, I would have said I would have wanted it to go differently, sim- but those were circumstances outside of that. Sure. You know, ultimately yeah. – I had some goals going into year one, but those were all put on hold because we were really simply trying to get in school and stay in school and keep people healthy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, all the things that go along with that, you know, that pushes a lot of your quote-unquote initiatives aside. Yeah. Uh, and you're really trying to create trust among your the people you work with and your mm-hmm. community. And so I think that was a good thing. I hope that we were able to do that. Uh, I think based on the feedback that we've gotten over that time that we have been able to create that. It's not easy to come in from the outside, especially in our communities. Right. Um, because, you know, that's a tough thing. You, we, you're you learning new people and learning new 
ways of doing things. And so uh, you've got to you've got to really work on that trust. I think if I were saying that would be a goal, I think we've accomplished that. Yeah. Um, now. There are some things left out there that I, th- I still think we need to do. Uh, we're still suffering, I think, in terms of students uh, achieving uh, on maybe state tests the way we want them to. Uh, I think there's a lot of – we attribute a lot of that to – I don't even like the term learning loss, but that's something right. that people will understand uh, because we were starting to make gains – uh, and really start to see those numbers go up, and then you, 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 that all comes to a screeching halt when you, again, are really just trying to get them in school, keep them in school, and make them, you know, keep them healthy. Yeah. Uh, so that's some things that I want to see us going forward. Uh, I'm a big believer in in trying to make sure that the culture's right. If the culture's right, then all of those other things will fall into place. Um, I think we, I think we live in an environment right now to where there is not a lot of trust of a lot of people in general, uh, but especially in public education. I think it's a popular thing to do right now is to get on the news, especially if you're running for office, and make people scared of public education because right. it's you know it's an easy thing to do. Yeah. Uh, and so that becomes a, really str- a real struggle because I get really fired up when you start questioning the – uh, loyalty or the work being done by our employees and our teachers and all of that because I, I truly believe educators are heroes. They should be treated as such. Uh, and so when we start questioning that, I get uh, my blood starts to boil a little <laughs> bit. But, uh, uh, but again, I think I'm uniquely suited for that to try to make sure that we're working really hard to say, listen, I I take the mantle of you dropping off your child at a school every day very seriously. Right. That's that's trust. You're trusting us with your child, and yeah. oftentimes we're spending more time with your child than you are. Yeah. So I understand that trust. I take it very seriously. And so for somebody to question uh, our ability or our our desire to do something for our kids really gets me in a place to where. Uh, I want our community to trust us because, for the most part, we're on the same page. Oh, sure. But if you're listening to the news or listening to people tell you uh, things that just simply aren't true, sometimes right. it really makes it uh, make, makes it a challenge. So, uh, back to your original question, you know, goals for me are to continue to move that uh, needle forward uh, to let our parents and our community know, hey, we're we're doing some good things. We're not perfect. Sure. We're never going to be perfect. Yeah. We're made what school up of, system is. We're made up of adults or yeah. of people that are not perfect. Right. We're always going to make mistakes. But at the same time, we're we're about the same thing most of the time. Uh, if we wouldn't work against each other and we would work together, I think a lot of times things would turn out a lot differently. And we want to talk about some of those issues that, that parents and, and that it just happens to be uh, prevalent in education and also Kind of took a look at the background of Grant Swallows, who is our guest on Local Matters. Uh, I'm Buddy Pearson, and we appreciate you listening. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your 
your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. This is Local Matters with a focus on education. I'm Buddy Pearson, and Grant Swallows, the director of Warren County Schools, is our guest. And I guess as a director of schools, probably one of the most prominent things on the minds of parents, teachers, students is safety. Mm -hmm. And that is just something that I'm sure as a director of schools, every time you get a phone call or whatever, you know, it's, it's almost like being on edge because you're so afraid that what we've seen at other schools across the country might one day happen at our school. Sure. So what do you do as a director of schools? How do you combat that? What measures do you take? Um, and, and I mean, you know, it's we live in a society, unfortunately, where this is something that we have to deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, we wish we didn't. Yeah. Uh, I say that often uh, to parents who ask me about this is, um, you know, we we went to school. We didn't have to worry about these types of things. No, we did uh, not. I mean, it was there, but we just um, – it's not something that we just dealt with on a daily basis. I yeah. think I can probably count on – well, I certainly could count on one hand where any kind of time in my school career I felt not safe. Yeah. Uh, but you've got kids that are dealing with that on a daily basis now. Um, so, you know, I think it's a multifaceted approach. Uh, one, you've got to – Make sure that you are sound in your uh, preparation and your buildings and doing all the things that you can do uh, to make sure that your your building and your uh, your kids are safe during the day. Right. Uh, now, I will also tell you that safety and convenience do not go together. Yeah. Uh, they just don't work together. So the days of... Uh, you know, right now, just to give you a great example. It's it was thirty degrees last week, and now it's going to be eighty this week. Yeah. And so, you know, you got old schools that have to convert from the air conditioning to the boiler, and then when you get to the boiler, you can't go back. Yeah. So if you if you went to the heat last week, and now you're hot. Yeah. The days of propping the door open, you can't do you it. You can't do it anymore. So again. That's ta- that's a great example of how just life has changed. We wow. don't open windows. We don't. That's, we just don't do those things anymore. And so, uh, you've got to make sure that that's the case. Um, you know, I've also been one that has said, you know, I just I don't believe in metal detectors and and things like that because yeah. I think again, I have a I have a third I have a third grader. I have a third grader, an eighth grader, and a and a sophomore in high school and. And I also don't want my students walking into a building and looking at those things and thinking, you know, because you you put a metal detector in a building, as soon as the kids walk in, they stiffen up. Right. And There's a fear factor. It is. And so I want them to feel safe. Uh, And if I think, if anything, there were a lot of things that the Covenant School taught us, uh, but ultimately, you know, they were fortified, probably not as much as they wanted to be, but they were fortified. Uh, and still somebody that really wanted to get in and do damage got in. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that's where we are is that we've got to do all we can to fortify our buildings. But if somebody wants to get in, 
they're going to get in. And, and it takes money it does. to fortify the buildings to, yeah. to to come up with all these safety measures, the the, the film on the glass, yeah. you know, the, the different things that you have to do. Yeah. And where does that money come from? Yeah, so, you know, the state gave us a safety grant, uh, which goes about, you know, uh, you know uh, we could spend that <laughs> one in one glass. fell swoop. <laughs> uh, but I will say, and, and again, I, I, it's easy because – I feel very fortunate to work in a district that made those investments in the years leading up to this. Sure, uh, you know, Warren County was one of the first districts statewide to put an SRO in every building. Uh, that's been going on for about ten years now. Uh, we put the safety vestibules in all our buildings already. Uh, all of our common entrances already have the film. Uh, so we we felt very fortunate about that. But um, you know. Those things are good. I don't think it's going to completely keep you safe until we start to work together on the mental aspect of things and making sure that when students get angry, they have an outlet uh, so that they can work on that as opposed to turning to violence. Uh, Again, going back to my days as a high school principal, I felt like if you built a, a culture to where there's some respect and relationships to where somebody's connected to somebody, uh, hopefully we avoid those things. Now, if anything, again, that we've been taught over the last couple of years is that it's it's less and less people that are connected, mm-hmm. and it's people just wanting to cause problems. And so that's why SRO is important. That's why film is important. That's why vestibules are important. And so, uh, again, if we could just focus on one area, then it might be one thing, but it's not. We've got to focus on it all, and that's why – there's fatigue with educators yeah. because they used to just be able to go in and teach and have a good time right. and make it about kids. Now they got to worry about so many other things. They do. Locking doors, making yeah. sure kids are taken care of health-wise and uh, mentally. So it's it's quite a challenge to be in education right now. Talking with Grant Swallows. So you, you talk about those kids that, that maybe can cause trouble. What do you do from a discipline perspective? What does Warren County do to the kid that – sits in English class on a Monday afternoon and says, hey, I'm going to shoot the school up. Uh, What do you do? Because sometimes, one, they don't realize the repercussions of what they're saying. And two, there may just be, you know, some shock value to it. And three, they may just want to be getting out of school. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, One of the things that I do appreciate, uh, I could talk a lot about regulations from the state that I don't really appreciate, but uh, (laughs) one of them that I do like is, uh, again, in Warren County, we established in 2019 what we call a threat assessment team. Okay. Uh, and so that's now mandated uh, uh, statewide. And so any threat that's uh, validated, there's a school threat assessment team. Uh, so if that kid's sitting in English class, he turns around and says something like that, then immediately the school threat assessment team is going to take that on, mm-hmm. and they have protocols that they have to go through. If we deem it to be necessary, then it would come to the district-level threat assessment team. Uh, and I think any time, by the time you get to the district threat assessment team, there's pretty good evidence that something so, was amiss, yeah. and then you bring in law enforcement at that point. Yeah. Uh, so often right now, and I'm sure this is what you deal with uh, in your job as well, is that something like that said or something close to that is said, yeah. it ends up on social media and, and then we're off to the races. Yes, and, we can't, and we can't control it at that point. Right. Uh, again, great example of, uh, of uh, a couple of weeks ago we gave the ACT uh, at the high school and people were saying, well, let's just don't go to school tomorrow because we don't want to have to sit at the ACT. Well, that turned into people didn't want to go to school 
because they were afraid something was going to happen. And then again, like I said, we're yeah. off to the races. Yes. Uh, so that's one thing we try to impress upon our families and our community is, is you know, there are pr- protocols in place to deal with that. Again, we're not perfect, but we try uh, to bring in law enforcement and have multifaceted approach to dealing with some sort of language like that. Because as you said, uh, kids like to uh, they like to be uh, they like to get people's attention yeah. and saying something like that will or, get or people's bring attention. something to school that uh, may be harmless. Sure. Uh, you know, there was uh, an incident where a kid brought uh, a knife on the bus. He was he was going from his dad's house to his mom's house, mm-hmm. and it was a Friday afternoon. He's wanting to go and take it with him. Sure, and so it's it's in his backpack. Somebody yeah. saw it, and then all of a sudden it became yep. sure a huge issue where the intent. There was never any intent, but yeah. at the same time, you have to take those things seriously. That's right. And, and again, we do that, uh, but at the same time, it can be blown out of proportion so quickly, and that erodes that trust that yeah, we talk about. Right. So often I get frustrated because they think, well, they're trying to cover that up. Or, and, and, again, I want to say I have three kids in this school system. Yeah. Why would I want to cover anything up exactly. that is not yeah. the case? Right. It's just we have to follow certain protocols. Yeah. And so, again, it, it erodes that trust. Everybody wants to know something and wants to know, and they want to get in on social media, find out what's happening. And so, again, that's incumbent upon us to make sure we're communicating well. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, uh, it, it, can, it can get away from you in a hurry. All right. I'm Buddy Pearson. You're listening to Local Matters with Grant Swallows. I'm Buddy Pearson. This is Local Matters with a focus on education. Grant Swallows, director of Warren County Schools, is our guest. And you know, we've talked about all this important education stuff. Let's take a stroll down memory lane, all right, shall we? Good. Let's yeah. just start going back to – now, you grew up in Overton County. That's right. With Livingston Academy. Mm-hmm. Uh, football, basketball. Stand. Did you play basketball too? I did. Played basketball as well. You go to Tennessee Tech, mm-hmm. and your freshman year, you were playing football and baseball. Mm-hmm. You were the busiest man on campus yeah, at right. the time. Yeah, some really smart sports reporter wrote a story about that. <laughs> some guy who was working for Rob Shabert in the yeah. sports information That's office. Right. That's right. And uh, I come across this young man, a sharp young man, who was playing third base for the baseball team, quarterback for the football team. And uh, talk about your time as a student athlete. Let's go back to high school, being a student athlete in high school. Yeah. You see student athletes now. You work with coaches as director of schools. You've seen it on uh, all different kind of levels. Is it the same now as it was back when you were uh, in school as far as coaching and playing and that kind of thing? Yeah, no, there's a lot more to it uh, these days. And, you know, I try to resist the urge to say, you know, <laughs> it's it's worse now because I, I don't necessarily think it is. I just think there's more to, to do yeah. these days. I mean, I, I got to – picture from a seventh grader who had put a you know an infographic on his twitter or x page saying you know where am i going to go in high school and i'm like i mean dude you're in seventh grade i mean we're not recruiting i mean (laughs) they're making tiktok videos yeah yeah. and so it i i I do regret that we're to that stage but we are you know and so I get it. I mean, they see it on the college level. They yeah. see it on – I mean, you can go back to LeBron saying he's taking his talents. You know, how many years ago was that? Yeah, I South mean, so, Beach or whatever. So, again, I, I get all of that. So we have to embrace it. That's not going to go away. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, when I think back on my time, you know, 
I didn't often wake up every day to go excited about going to English and math class. Now, I wish I could say that yeah. as a director of schools. I probably shouldn't say that I didn't. But I did wake up every day most of the time excited to go to practice. Yeah. Uh, and so that's what it's about is is giving our student-athletes the opportunity to be involved in something that's going to get them excited to go to school because they're going to go to school and they're going to – look forward to practice at the oh, end yeah, of the day, but absolutely. they're also going to learn English and math along the way. Yeah. Uh, and it helps them stay connected and it teaches them all sorts of different things about life. I mean, I skipped school get. and then showed up to baseball practice. Yeah. Well, see now, yeah, <laughs> we don't want that. So, uh, but, but you know, the, the days of you were a multi-sport athlete, yeah. you played football, basketball, and baseball. Those days are over. Yeah. And, and why is that? Why are, are the days of the multi-sport athlete uh, coming to a close? Because, you know, I was the same way, you know, yeah. you could, you could play, Football, you know, in the fall, basketball in the winter, and then baseball in the spring. Yeah. And then you had the summer off. And it goes back to a mindset. As, yeah. as, as us as parents, we feel like we've got to get them into the uh, the the cool travel ball team. And, you know, those travel ball teams play all the time. Oh, my goodness. And so for kids, I mean, it's like, okay, well, this is what we're doing right now. And so yeah. that gets in the way. So I think when we were in school, it was more of, hey – it's football season. Yeah. It's basketball season. Right. And then it's baseball season. And yeah. then in the summer, you just play them all. Yeah. Just and whatever. your coaches argue over it lake. all. Yes, yeah. right. And, <laughs> and you get in all kinds of craziness. But I think, again, that's where we've moved to a society of more of a specialized. You, we're making them grow up faster than we need to. Mm-hmm. That, you know, and when you've gotten eighth graders and you've gotten eighth graders getting offered college scholarships. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of time between oh eighth my, grade and yes. senior year. Absolutely. So when they're getting offered offered scholarships in eighth grade, well, I mean, I don't want to mess up my scholarship, so I'm not going to play baseball, <laughs> basketball and baseball. I'm just going to play football. Right. But you're putting all your eggs in one basket. As a dad, I think it's more interesting now to be to sit back and have to resist that urge. I've yeah. got a sophomore playing football and baseball, and I, I've got to resist the urge to say – Oh, well, we really need to do what everybody else is doing. Well, you know, I hope this never happens, but we we put all our eggs in the football basket and and he has some sort of catastrophic injury, then right. you know, then you've put all your eggs in that basket. Yeah. And he's not learned anything. And yeah. so uh, again, I think it's perspective about a lot of that, and I think that's what sports teaches you. I think that's what we have to keep in mind. Uh I you know, I work with the TWSAA. I'm on the board of control. Right. And, uh we see problems that come across all the time based on the fact that we're trying to make high school athletics this big college, you know, NCAA-type sport. Don't ever let them pay high school athletes. Yeah, it's already going on. Yeah. So it's going on already. Uh, NIL is already already here yeah. on our doorstep. And so, again, it's just it's all about mindset, and we've got to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's giving our kids the best opportunity to compete and learn and be successful at whatever. They may not win a lot of games, but they can be successful in competing and learning the uh, the things they need to learn from each sport. And when we keep that as our mindset, I think we're going to be in a lot better shape. And look at the facilities now. Oh, yeah. Look how much better the facilities are. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they are so much better. So say Warren County – um, how much money do you look at for athletic facilities? Is that something that 
uh, the each sports have to raise on their own? Is it a, a school basis? How do they, yeah. you know, if they want a new field house, if they want, you know, to do something, uh, you know, a new batting cage, whatever, yeah. what do they have to do? So facilities-wise, we I feel like that the district should offer that. Yeah. Um, we, that should be our job. And so we would have to make sure that we put that in our budget. Uh, Any more, lots of sports teams over the past 10, 15 years have tried to raise a bunch of money. Uh, Cookville High School being a great example, exactly. putting down turf. Right. Uh, and that's, that's fantastic. Uh, and sometimes those teams have more of a pull to be able to raise that money than, let's say, the school district would. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really and truly for us, we want to try to provide those because that's our job. Yeah, uh, it's it's complex because lots of times, uh, you know, we gotta we gotta put school schools together as well. Right. Uh, I, my job or my goal would be is that we provide that for the school programs and then allow them to raise money for the things for the kids that they want to provide. Uh, I think back to my time at Tennessee Tech. We, I think we got maybe one or two pairs of jogging suits or something in my four years at yeah. Tennessee Tech. <laughs> now high school teams are getting two a year. You know, and yeah. so again, it goes back to that yeah. mindset of, you know, we're having to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. Uh, I'm not necessarily thinking that school district money needs to go pay for those sweatsuits. If you want to go raise money to do that, then that's on you. Four sets of uniforms. There you go. Yeah, uh, whatever. But, but we need to provide you with a good atmosphere or a good environment to play. Uh, we're, we're currently talking about, you know, in Warren County, they play uh, at Nunley Stadium, which is on the campus of the middle school, right. which is the old high school. It is. Which is about 10 minutes away. Why the, isn't there a football stadium at the high school? We're working on it. Okay. But at the same time, it costs money. It does. Uh, and so, again, it's something that um, you know we're, we're working on that I think because it's a mindset for the kids now. Yeah. They, they get on a bus and travel every game. Every game. Every game. Not, yeah. just, home, not just away games, no. but home games They're too. home games. So they, they say, hey, we play at the middle school. Well, and people in the community – that's not the middle school. It's the old high school. Right. Except for the new high school is actually 30 years old now. And yeah. But when I tell people that, they're like, oh, my gosh, that's that's crazy. <laughs> so, again, it's time to build that uh, because, again, it generates interest and, and really just gives the kids a great experience. Because, again, I'll go back to that's what they'll look back on 30 years from now. Right. You know, we may not win a state championship, but they'll think back on – we had a great field. We had a great. We had great uniforms. We had all that kind of stuff, and th- those are the stories they'll tell. And so that's our job to try to provide that atmosphere, and and we're working hard to try to do it. You know, you do a good job of adapting to wherever you go because you're from Livingston. Yeah, you went to Tennessee Tech. Yeah. You were uh, in you know assistant athletic director over yeah. development, yeah. Yeah. and then you go to Sparta, yeah. and there is a Livingston grad that is a, <laughs> a principal at Sparta High School. Yeah. And then you go to Warren County yeah. as the director of schools. Yeah, I keep moving south down the state. You, you so do, apparently do. So I'm like, going to yeah. end up somewhere, Chattanooga, <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But it has been an interesting route. Of course, my wife is from Sparta. Yeah. Uh, so that helped a little bit there. But And so Warren County was really kind of the first foray out of, of a place where we knew people. But, um, you know, I – I think that's interesting too. Uh, I think you learn from places where you've been, and and uh, had a, I love the people in Sparta and had a great experience there. And but I had this opportunity, and ultimately been there now four years. And I hope they'll keep me around for a few more. Yeah, a couple of minutes left. Talk about how your experience uh, being 
I mean, and you coached it. You went back and you coached at Livingston. Mm-hmm. I mean, you were yeah. head football coach. You mm-hmm. were in the classroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were a principal. You know, you worked in college athletics. You saw that side of it as a fundraiser kind of thing. So, I mean, you talk about a well-rounded experience to be a director of schools because now you see all facets of what has to be done in education. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm, I'm a big believer in that uh, you're placed in – various places for a reason and mm-hmm. and I've learned in every aspect uh you know I went into tech as, as a fundraiser and really didn't know a whole lot about it uh <laughs> and you know ultimately that time I was there for three years taught me how that there's when you work in a school system there's kind of like this bubble uh, and then when you get outside that bubble there's a business world out there that does things a little differently than they do in the school system right. because the business world can't understand why education does it that way yes and education can't understand why uh, business does it their way so that was good for me. It helped me grow up a little bit, mature a little bit, get out on my own, try to figure things out and uh, do something that I hadn't necessarily done my entire life. So I had to learn and uh, thankfully had good teachers. And then I think that ultimately helped me be a better school administrator when I decided to get back into that. Uh, And so, you know, as I said earlier, it's all about trying to understand what your strengths are, surround yourself with people that uh, help uh, maybe make those strengths a little better, but also overcome some of my weaknesses. Uh, and so putting that team together is so important. And again, I, I, I attribute that all back to coaching and playing and uh, being a part of those teams. Uh, and so that helps you and you grow and you move on. And, you know, being, four, have, being three years as a director has brought me to the place of you know maybe I don't, I'm not sure I know anything other than uh, we got to we got to do we'll see that on social media what yeah what what the next day is because it's it, the next day is always different right uh, and so that that's helpful in that too but uh, you know I, I'm very fortunate I feel very blessed to have had the positions that I've had and uh, you know I, I, the most fun I have right now is that I'm. Uh, watching my kids go through school, and uh, that's maybe my favorite position is being husband and dad. And um, at the end of the day, I get to go, and I'm I'm headed from here to go watch my daughter cheer. And uh, I, I like sitting in the stands and watching that happen. I, I think I'm a little more nervous yeah. at that point, but, <laughs> uh, but I enjoy doing that as well. Awesome. Well, that's all the time we have for this week on Local Matters. Grant, thanks so much for coming in. Grant Swallows, the Director of Schools for Warren County. And, uh, man, it's great catching up with you. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week, and God bless.